0: Hey everybody, I'm Seth. Welcome to my short MMA-related podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about a variety of MMA topics. But just first off, I want to say Fantasy Fights Podcast, which is my number one project, it will be uh, released sometime within the next two days. We're either going to record Friday or Saturday. We have some college stuff going on, so we're going to have to work around that. But it won't be too hard. We'll get it done. But right now, we're going to talk about a few MMA-related topics that have come up over the past week and that I would like to discuss. Um, Let's see. On the schedule today, we've got uh, Chris Weidman's recent statement about a potential 205 move. Not a potential. He said he is going to do it. He is going to move to 205 eventually. And he said he's not going to leave the sport without fighting Jon Jones. We're going to discuss that potential matchup. We're going to discuss the conclusion of Anderson Silva's trials. We're going to talk about the um, the small but interesting UFC 194 card. We're going to talk about the upcoming lightweight championship matchup between Rafael Dos and Donald Cerrone. And finally, we're going to end this by talking about um, CM Punk and Cathal Pendred's, uh Twitter exchange. And I think I might have found the best possible first opponent for CM Punk in the UFC. So... I think it'll be interesting, got a lot of fun stuff, and uh, I'm hoping to do this, you know, kind of every week. Talk, just talk about MMA-related topics that come up over the week, and um, I think it'll be very interesting for those of you that uh, like MMA. Um, I love MMA. I am a huge, huge fan. I watch it, you know, as often as I can. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to provide some insight, some information, and make an interesting short little podcast. I don't plan for this one to be too long. In fact, I was going to start a timer, but I forgot to do that so all right uh so we'll start off with the big one I think it's the most exciting one is Chris Weidman's statement over the past week he said that he is not leaving this sport without fighting John Jones. That's a huge statement that would be a big super fight. you got Chris Weidman who. Is I mean he's one of the most impressive stars in the game today. And then you got John Jones amidst all this controversy, and um, I I don't know a fight between them would just be incredible. But before we talk about a fight, let's talk about Chris Weidman. Let's focus on him. Let's focus on uh, him eventually moving to the two hundred five division. He has he has a few people left in middleweight. I think he has to defeat you know Luke Rockhold's coming up, and we'll talk about that later. There's also Jacare Souza and Yoel Romero. I would like to see those two fight Chris Weidman. And um, if Gegard and Mizowski can kind of get his stuff together, uh, that wouldn't be too bad. I don't really think we'll see it. But, you know, other than Rockhold, Souza, and Romero, I mean, you know, there isn't really anyone else right now that would be a threat to Chris Weidman. So, let's say... Uh, within the next year, year and a half, Weidman fights all these people and he beats them. Right, so you know he's one of the best middleweight champions of all time. You know he he defeated the uh, the greatest middleweight fighter of all time twice. He's cleared out the division for now. He decides to go up to light heavyweight. Before he fights John Jones, he wants to kind of warm up. So who should he warm up against? That answer, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't really know. We haven't seen. Uh, at least in the UFC, anyway. We, uh, haven't seen him at light heavyweight. I don't think he's ever fought at light heavyweight, has he? Not that I'm seeing here on his, um, Wikipedia page. So, I don't know how he would do at light heavyweight. Um, and I'm not really sure who a good first matchup would be. Uh, I'd like to see someone maybe with a similar style. You know, um, hmm. Let's see. I'm looking at the rankings right now, and I mean, over the next year, year and a half, these these rankings will change like crazy. But um, oh god, I don't want to see him fight Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader is so boring. <laughs> um, maybe Glover Texera or Texera. I forget how you pronounce his last name correctly, but whatever. Yeah, maybe Glover would be a good first fight. Um, Rashad Evans hasn't fought in a while. We'll have to see uh, how he performs and you know if he's he's still good i mean that would be an interesting matchup and let's say he fights a glover or evans and he beats him pretty decently doesn't struggle too much and you know john jones comes back I've, i'm i'm pretty sure we all know he will eventually come back i think you know he's the i mean i think personally he's probably the greatest fighter to ever live in terms of um what he's done inside the ring or the octagon rather i mean just what he does is so impressive he he's an awful human being (laughs) but uh just what he does inside the octagon no one else does and a fight between these two would be monumental we don't really get super fights that often at all really i mean you know a couple years ago gsp and silva was all that um and now we're just kind of you know we don't (laughs) we don't really get super fights the closest thing we've got to a super fight recently was Frankie Edgar and Uriah Faber at Featherweight, and that fight was um less than exciting, I'll put it that way. And I'm a big fan of Uriah Faber, but uh wasn't his best performance. He lost to um but anyway, back to John Jones and Chris Weidman. If these two were to fight, I just don't think I could bet against John Jones. There's just no way I could. First, let's look at how they compare physically. I actually haven't looked at that yet. John Jones has a uh two inch height advantage. He is two inches taller, and of course, the reach is going to kill Weidman well it's not it's not as bad as it could be. I mean it is a six and a half inch reach advantage. I think uh John Jones would be able to use that greatly to his advantage. He'd be able to keep Chris Weidman away and I mean, I think he could very well grind out a decision against Chris Weidman. I mean, you know, Chris Weidman is a great fighter. He's a great middleweight fighter. He's, you know, he's coming off um, that TKO victory over Vitor Belfort. I just don't think he would be able to put down John Jones. I mean, could he? Sure, he could. I just don't think he would. But either way, if that fight was to happen and it had a, if it had even a decent card up underneath it, I would, I would definitely be watching. That's for sure. All right, now we'll move to the Anderson Silva situation. Uh, You know, it's been a big ordeal. His failed drug test. His hearing's been pushed back and back and back. Well, um, when was it? It was the other day. I forget when exactly it was. They decided it. The 13th, maybe? I'm not sure. But uh, it's been announced that Anderson Silva has been suspended for one year. Now, that one year doesn't start Uh, at the end of the hearing, that one year is from his fight with Nick Diaz. And that fight was a long time ago. That fight was on January 31st, 2015. So Silva, um, has been suspended a year from that date. So after January 31st, 2016, he'll be able to fight again. And the result of that fight, um, has been turned to a no contest and rightfully so it should. Um... I think we will see Anderson Silva fight again. I I don't really know if he's said anything. I think he said he he wants to fight again, hasn't he? Uh, I'm not really too sure. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure he has though. So you know, we could possibly see him fight again. Um, you know, after all this stuff has happened, his failed his failed drug test, and uh, you know him pushing the the hearing back and you know failing or not failing, uh, lying about, uh, what he took, he blamed it on a, what, a contaminated Viagra, well, the Wikipedia says a tainted sexual enhancement drug, I'm pretty sure he said Viagra, though, though did he not, maybe not, he might not have said Viagra, but, a you know, a, uh, tainted sexual enhancement drug, which, you know, it it wasn't, you know, come on, I mean, <laughs> it, it was, you know, I mean, it it was a steroid he failed for two different types of steroids, he took steroids, um, it puts his whole legacy into question, I mean, he's still, I mean, it puts his whole legacy into question, he's still one of the greatest middleweight fighters of all time, I mean, there's no denying what he did inside the octagon, it's just now where you know, it's, his legacy is tarnished by what has happened, and it, it's really sad, I really enjoyed watching him fight, I mean, he was a spectacular fighter, just absolutely wonderful fighter, but I mean, it's sad to see uh, his career go down that path. Um, but if he's going to fight again, uh, maybe we could see a, a matchup with Lyoto Machida. I think that would be very interesting, or perhaps a rematch with Vitor Belfort. I think that would be, I think that would be really cool. Or we could even maybe see uh, Michael Bisping get his hands on Anderson Silva. He's wanted that <laughs> throughout the years, so. Uh, maybe Bispin could finally get what he wants. It wouldn't be for the title, but you know he'd still be able to fight um the greatest of all time all right now we're gonna move over to u f c one ninety four this card only has five fights on it um and one of which was just announced uh very recently between was it marcio alexandre. Junior and Court McGee. I probably didn't pronounce that name right, but it's okay. Um, and that was just announced like yesterday, I think. It's, it hasn't been very long at all. Also on this card, we have Warley Alves versus Colby Covington. We have Jacare Souza and Yoel Romero in what will probably, <laughs> probably be a number one contenders' fight for the middleweight championship. We've also got. In the co-main event, a championship fight between Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, and the headliner everyone has been wanting to see for the past forever, Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor. Now, uh, let's start from the bottom up. We'll start with Souza and Romero. This fight right here, I'm really looking forward to. They've scheduled this fight, what, like two times before now, and it's just never worked out, but we're finally, hopefully, going to get to see it. Um, I can't wait. Because both of these guys have just been on an absolute tear. Since entering the UFC, Jacare has gone 5-0. and oh, And uh, including his strike force wins, he's currently on an 8-fight win streak. Which is awesome. And all of those wins except for one have been finishes. Uh, let's see, five of which were in the first round. Jacare is an incredibly exciting fighter. Uh, he's He has some of the best jiu-jitsu in the UFC. Absolutely amazing. He's coming off of two submission wins, uh, an armbar win over Chris Camozzi in the first round, and then a guillotine victory over Gegard Mazoussi, which is a very spectacular guillotine choke. I'm a big fan of the guillotine choke, and that was it was beautiful. Not as beautiful as his arm triangle choke submission over Chris Camozzi back in 2013, though. That was a submission right there. But we also gotta talk about the other guy, Yoel Romero. A very, very impressive middleweight. Uh since moving to the middleweight division, uh, he made his middleweight debut and on his UFC debut and he knocked out Clifford Starks with a flying knee in a minute and a half. <laughs> and he's just continued this run of dominance. Again, all of these all of his um wins in the UFC have been finishes except for one decision right and he is on a six fight win streak coming off a knockout victory over Leoto Machida knocked him out with some elbows it was explosive and crazy and it was it was just fun to watch Yolo Romero is a very fun fighter to watch uh, more so than Jacare I think uh, I like Jacare more But I, you know, Yoel is just so exciting and explosive. His hands are so powerful and fast. I mean, either of these guys, I think, will uh, keep Weidman on his toes for sure. But when it comes down to it, who's going to pick up the victory here? As much as I like Jacare, and I'm definitely not counting Jacare out. But if I just, you know, if I had to put some money on it, I'd probably go with Yoel. He's coming off a knockout victory. Over Lyoto Machida, and I think Lyoto is a tougher opponent than anyone Souza has fought yet. And um, Souza's jiu-jitsu is incredible, right? But he has to get Yoel to the ground, you know, to do something. And Yoel's wrestling is amazing. I mean, he is a he is an Olympic wrestler. I believe he won the silver medal. Yes, he won the silver medal in the two thousand summer Olympics and he was just short of winning the bronze in the, in the uh, 2004 summer Olympics his wrestling credentials are phenomenal and uh, I think he'll be able to avoid uh, getting on the ground and he will use his striking to pick apart Jacare and you know, maybe even knock Jacare out but if this fight does go to the ground Souza is going to be looking for that submission he's not going to let Yoel up um, I think I think it'll be a very good fight, but if I just had to guess, I'd probably th- I'd probably say um, Romero gets the job done here. Now we're going to talk about the co event, the middleweight title fight between Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, and this is a fight where I just cannot pick a winner. I can't do it. I just I don't know. And um, you know, Chris Weidman has been very very impressive ever since his debut in the UFC way back in two thousand eleven against uh, Alessio Sakara. I mean, he he has some. He's he's finished people with submissions. He's knocked people out. I think you know everyone remembers the Anderson Silva knockout at UFC 162. Um, People who are maybe a little bit uh, bigger fans of MMA know about his knockout over Mark Munoz with that perfectly placed elbow. Um, He has more impressive wins. He has a decision win over Damian Maya. He has. Um, a decision win over Leonardo Machida, and he's just coming off a TKO victory over Vitor Belfort, which was in the first round. Now, we go to Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold, um, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, very, very impressive fighter, and he actually has a victory over Jacques Ray Souza, the, you know, the fighter we were talking about just a second ago, but that was back in strike Strikeforce four years ago. And... Luke Rockhold's only recent loss has been to Vitor Belfort. He was knocked out with a spinning heel kick in the first round back in 2013. Now, this was when Vitor was on TRT. Now that TRT is banned, if they were to lock up again, I think Luke Rockhold would destroy Vitor Belfort. Can't talk. Vitor Belfort. And uh, Luke Rockhold is a very exciting fighter to watch. Uh, he's had three submission victories in a row in a rear naked choke submission over Leoto Machida that won performance of the night, a guillotine choke victory over Michael Bisping that also won performance of the night and an inverted triangle Kimura over Tim Bosch. He's, you know, he's very proficient on the ground and on his feet. I mean, the whole reason he was able to, uh, take Liotta's back was because he landed a huge punch that rocked Leota. I mean he he finished Leota Machida and that was something Chris Weidman couldn't do and uh he I mean this will be a very tough challenge for Chris Weidman I'm sure Chris is going to try to uh use his wrestling to his advantage he's going to try to uh avoid any submissions if at all possible and pick him apart with his boxing while they're on the feet you know, I just I don't know how this is gonna go. I I just cannot pick somebody in this situation. Uh, it's so hard. I'm I actually might be leaning towards Rockhold. As much as I really like Chris Weidman, I might be leaning towards Rockhold in this situation. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Ah, I'm so torn on that one. All right, in the headliner, the fight everyone has been talking about and everyone wants to see. Oh, I was so mad when Jose Aldo pulled out. I wasn't necessarily mad at Aldo. I was just mad in general. Like, oh, come on, why? Because I, I really like Jose Aldo. All right. This is the fight everyone's wanted to see for so, so long. They were scheduled to fight at UFC 189 back on July 11th. It didn't happen. Chad Mendes took took Aldo's place on like a week or two's notice and got knocked out. And, you know, everyone knows about Conor McGregor, right? He's been talking so much crap, and it's been so entertaining. And he's been backing up his his points. He's 6-0 and in the UFC with five TKO victories, and the other one was a decision over Max Holloway. And, you know, he is coming off a fight that proved many people, it proved me wrong. You know, I was a, you know, I didn't think McGregor would get past Chad Mendes, and he did, knocked him out in the second round, hot dog. Sure did prove me wrong, and uh, you know he's just been, he's been backing up his word all this time, and uh, he's he's been very impressive to watch. He is a very entertaining fighter. I've never doubted that. You know, I was I was one of those guys that was like, oh, I'd like to see him fight a wrestler, and now that he has fought a wrestler, he's he's proven it, man. He's he's I mean, he's top notch. I think he is one of the best guys at featherweight. Now you know we talked a little bit about McGregor. I will go back to Aldo for a bit. I mean, Aldo is, um, I think he's the greatest fighter in the UFC right now. He's the pound-for-pound greatest. Um, He's been that way for a long, long time. He has some very impressive wins under his belt, and you can go back to WEC. And that's that's when his reign of dominance really began, back in WEC. And that's when people caught wind of how good he was. You know he he uh, knocked out Cub Swanson with a flying knee in eight seconds to earn a title shot against Mike Brown, which he went on to win. He TKO'd Mike Brown, and uh, you know he uh, won a decision over Uriah Faber. Blah blah blah. You know kept going, kept going. Eventually made his UFC debut against Mark Hammit and was promoted to the UFC featherweight champion. Uh, He's won a decision over Kenny Florian. He knocked out Chad Mendes in a, you know with a beautiful knee with 1 second left in the round. He won a very close and entertaining decision over Frankie Edgar. He TKO Hansung Jung, who is uh, one of my personal favorites. I wish he I hope he comes back. <laughs> he's uh what is it? he's doing a mandatory Korean military service right now, I think. I think he comes back in like a year though. Maybe. I hope so. Anyway, he won a decision over Carlo, uh, Ricardo Lamas. He won a decision over Chad Mendez in a very great fight. Their second fight was so much better. And uh, an injury delayed uh, these two's matchup. But now they are going to fight each other, hopefully. You know, hopefully nothing goes wrong at uh, UFC 194 in December. I believe they're fighting in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, fighting in Las Vegas. Who do I think will win? It's a tough question. It's not an easy question. You know, with... I mean, Conor McGregor finished Chad Mendes. I mean, it. I mean, that shocked me so much. I just didn't think he would do it. And he did. I mean, and he was taking those shots on the ground like it was nothing. I mean, he's very tough. Very, very tough. And what's interesting about this is, before I make a, a prediction, is that there's a lot of rumors going around that Aldo... After he defends his title, let's we'll we'll assume he defeats Conor McGregor. After doing so, he said he wants to move up to light, or no, he hasn't said it. It's rumored that uh, he'll move up to uh, lightweight after defending it against McGregor. I'd love to see Aldo at lightweight. To be honest, oh my goodness, sorry about that. Uh, I'd love to see Jose Aldo at lightweight. I think he'd be very interesting. There's a lot of good potential matchups there uh, that could be made and uh, I'm looking forward to it also Conor McGregor has said um has hinted at a lightweight run I think he said at one point that maybe if he if he won the title from Aldo he would think about vacating it and moving up to lightweight I don't remember if that was just a rumor or if he actually said it it sounds like something he would say um If McGregor was to win, I would like to see him defended a couple times first. I'd like to see him defended against uh, Frankie Edgar. And um, I forget. I don't know. I don't really know who else I'd like to see. Uh, Maybe maybe a rematch with Max Holloway. That would be interesting. I think a fight between uh, McGregor and Coach Swanson would be very interesting. But anyway, who do I think will win this fight right here? Honestly. I think Aldo retains it. I don't... You know, I mean, McGregor's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. Other than Chad Mendes, he hasn't fought the line of fighters, the the tough opponents that Aldo has. Aldo has defeated Cub Swanson, Uriah Faber, Kenny Florian, Chad Mendes twice, Frankie Edgar, uh, the Korean Zombie, Ricardo Lamas. He's fought all these great people. And I just can't bet against him, man. He hasn't lost... Since November 26, 2005. And I just can't. I can't bet against him. I can't do it. I think Aldo will win. I think he would win a decision. I don't think he would finish McGregor. I mean, McGregor took those ground and pound shots from Mendez really well. I mean, he's got a, a really good chin. So, um, just if I had to guess, uh, my prediction is that Aldo retains it by winning a very entertaining decision. I don't think I've seen a boring McGregor fight yet. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this fight. Alright. Now we'll move on to the upcoming lightweight championship bout between Rafael dos and Donald Cerrone. This is going to be taking place December 19th, 2015 in the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. These two have fought once before. They fought back in 2013-2013. Um, Rafael de Sanjos won by unanimous decision it was a three round fight and now they are set to fight again now first we'll talk about the champion the champion has um, just recently he's only lost once and that was to Habib Nurmagomedov by decision but uh, he, he kind of he really surprised me by knocking out Benson Henderson uh, back in 2014. In the first round, in two and a half minutes, he knocked out Benson Henderson. That was impressive to me. I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. And then he went and uh, tore Nate Diaz apart in a three-round fight. I mean, just destroyed him. And uh, then went on to destroy Anthony Pettis. I mean, won an incredibly decisive decision. Was not a close fight, I didn't think. Wasn't a close fight at all. And, I mean, a lot of people say that, oh, that's just because Pettis broke an orbital bone. But, heck, that could happen to anybody, you know. You can't just use that as an excuse. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's had some very impressive performances. But, you know, and even, even though he's beaten uh, Cerrone before, we can't count out Cerrone. Now, Cerrone's last loss was to Dos Anjos. Now, that was back in 2013. Since then... Cerrone has amassed an eight-fight win streak. I believe that's eight. That's so much grain to count. Yeah, an eight-fight win streak. And uh, that includes um, two performance of the night, finishes, one knockout of the night, and one submission of the night. Um, he's won a decision over Benson Henderson. He's just coming off a TKO victory over John McDessie. He broke McDessie's jaw in the second round with a head kick. Mcdessey's a warrior, but Dang. Cerrone broke his jaw with a head kick. Uh, Let's see. He's won decisions over Miles Jury and Eddie Alvarez. He knocked out Jim Miller with a head kick. He submitted Edson Barboza with a rear naked choke. He knocked out Adriano Martins with a head kick and submitted Evan Dunham with a triangle choke. I I just ran through every single one of his nine wins, (laughs) or eight wins. (laughs) Um, He has improved greatly, I think, since his loss to... Rafael Dos Anjos? And I think he'll give Dos Anjos a run for his money. Um, if I had to guess uh, who would win this fight, uh, I'd probably go with uh, Dos Anjos. I think Dos Anjos will edge out a decision. I would love for Cerrone to get his hands on that belt. I think Cerrone would be a wonderful champion. He would be very exciting. He would fight incredibly often. Uh, you know, he he said before that the championship doesn't really mean all that much to him. You know, he he just loves to fight. And I think it would be very interesting to see Cerrone defend the title so often. That's something we don't see from a lot of champions. You know, and I mean, regardless of who wins this fight, there's a lot of potential matchups. You know, Habib is basically a guaranteed number one contender whenever he comes back. We got Michael Johnson rising through the ratings. And uh, the lightweight division is very stacked. A lot of interesting fighters there. A lot of uh, interesting potential matchups. And we'll just have to see how this fight goes. Um, this is the only fight on the card. This card will actually be on Fox. It won't be on a pay-per-view. And, uh, this is the only fight on the card. I don't know who else they're planning to put on there. Nobody knows. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, and here's the final topic of the evening. Uh, I said we were going to talk about CM Punk, and that's true. We're going to talk about CM Punk, and, uh, he's been exchanging words with somebody. Somebody that, um, Reddit loves a lot. (laughs) The RMMA subreddit loves this guy a lot. Um, I'm being sarcastic, kinda <laughs> uh he's been exchanging words with Cathal Pendrid. now Cathal has kind of become infamous for his uh his fighting style. his fighting style isn't great, <laughs> it's kind of sloppy it doesn't really he doesn't really look like he belongs there. He's won a lot of controversial decisions a lot of his decisions like the one over. Gassan Umalatov, I might have mispronounced that, but Gassan Umalatov and Sean Spencer. I mean, a lot of people think that he should have lost those two um, decisions, but he didn't. He won, and um, he just recently lost. Actually, he was a uh, he was four and zero, which was which is really surprising, <laughs> I'll say. Uh, and he he just lost a split decision to John Howard. I really thought it was going to go Pinder's way too. I I, I mean, I thought Howard won the fight, but I thought it was about to go Pendridge's way. I probably would have laughed really, really hard if Pendridge won that fight. But, uh, you know, Sam Punkin have, have been uh, exchanging words on Twitter. They've been kind of going back and forth. And um, I will say this. It's not really a good idea to argue and insult somebody who was paid to insult people in the WWE, you know. The people in the WWE are some of the biggest trash talkers ever. They're paid to do it. That's what they do. That's that's their promos. And you're going to talk trash to CM Punk, who, who during his time in the WWE was one of the best trash talkers in the business. He was great, you know. I, I watched, I've watched on and off during uh, Punk's kind of rise to popularity, and uh, he was definitely one of my favorites to watch when I did. I mean, his promos were absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, I think, you know, if we take anything out of CM Punk's UFC run, it'll probably be the fantastic promos we'll get. He's already put on some interesting interviews. I think he'll be able to put together some, um, entertaining promos. And, um, now if these two were to fight, if Punk and Pendred were to fight, Pendred would tear him apart in no time whatsoever. (laughs) No time whatsoever. Pendred uh, he's 17 and three. I mean, he... He's only lost 3 times. He doesn't he's pretty good. <laughs> he has way more he's been fighting since 2009 and he's 27. He's younger and he has, you know, years more experience than Punk does. Of course, you know, everyone has years more experience than Punk does. So, and and that's a big problem with Punk, you know, he doesn't have very much experience. He's been training with um Hanae Gracie in jiu-jitsu. I mean, he has good coaches, but he's just you know, he's 36 years old, I, and he has no MMA experience whatsoever. Compare that to the welterweight champion. That's, um, that's the division Punk's going to fight in anyway, welterweight. Compare that to the welterweight champion, Robbie Lawler, who is 33. Now, that's not that big of an age difference, but Lawler's been fighting since 2001. He's been fighting since he's 19. He's had that much more experience than Punk. So, yeah, the age difference isn't that big. And the age, he's, CM Punk is on the older side for a welterweight, but that would kind of be offset if he had as much experience as Lawler does, which he does not by a long shot. He has no experience. So, when the UFC is looking for an opponent for Edgar Garcia, I'm sorry I was clicking so much, I bet that was annoying, but, um. When uh, did I just say Edgar Garcia? I meant CM Punk. When looking for an opponent for CM Punk, oh, I messed that part up. Oh well, that's that's who I picked. Edgar Garcia. I picked him. Uh, I said earlier that I was gonna pick a potential opponent. That's who I pick. Edgar Garcia is 0-3 in the UFC. Um, he has he has two submission losses, both in the first round, and he lost a split decision back in 2009. Now. In 2009, the, uh, two of his fights were in 2009. In his uh UFC debut, he lost by split decision, and then in his next fight, he got uh submitted by uh Demarques Johnson with the triangle choke in the first round. And just last year, he came back to the UFC after going 4 and 0 in some smaller promotions, and uh he got submitted by a guillotine choke in the first round. So he hasn't he hasn't put together a win in the UFC. Now, the problem is Uh, Edgar Garcia still he made his UFC or not his UFC his MMA debut rather in 2007 so he has a good bit more experience than Punk does but he also hasn't really shown anything really I mean he did get a first round knockout finish in the WC back in 2009 but other than that he doesn't have any impressive wins he even went to Bellator in 2001 and got knocked out in the first round so he hasn't been able to put together an impressive win. He has no wins in the UFC. I mean, if they're going to throw somebody a punk, it would probably need to be someone like him or maybe someone with even less experience. I you know, I, I mean, I just it's it's going to be hard to find an opponent for Sam Punk because he is so inexperienced. Um I don't know. I don't know who they'll pick. Um i mean i'll I'll probably watch if the rest of the card is good. I'm not gonna watch if only Sam Punk is on there. I'll watch if the rest of the card is good, but uh you know, I don't really have high hopes I mean, I guess everyone has a puncher puncher's chance, but um you know, don't really have high hopes. <laughs> I mean anything could happen, but um, I'd tell you what if he if he went in there and knocked out somebody in the first round in like six seconds broke the record for fastest knockout i would be so shocked but um yeah they you know they pendrid and punk were kind of exchanging words and it brought up punk's name again so it kind of you know people have been talking about him again you know on reddit and in other places they kind of talk about him on and off because i mean we're we're waiting and waiting for him to debut you know but uh, I'll you know if it, if it's on a good card, I'll watch it. I, I really don't know what to expect from it, but it sh- it should be something. <laughs> I don't know what, but it'll be something. Anyway, guys, that was the podcast. It was really rough. I did it all in one take. no edits, so all the mistakes and stuff are in there. Um, don't judge me too harshly. I'll get better at this podcast stuff as I go along. If you want to contact me, you can do so. I'm on Twitter at podcast Seth. If you have any questions, any suggestions, anything, that would be the best place to do it. Um, you know, we're on SoundCloud at podcast Seth. Well, I don't suppose it's at we're podcast Seth on SoundCloud, podcast Seth on YouTube, podcast Seth on iTunes. We're everywhere. This this thing's gonna be everywhere. So I mean, go check us out on all our different stuff. You know, we've got a lot of projects coming up. The first fantasy fights podcast the we're gonna do food videos eventually i'm gonna do top tens we got a lot of stuff going on go check out all my stuff everywhere i'm spread out all over the internet go check me out and i'll see y'all later